We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Lightyear's Radio. Andy Liu, today I really have to put in work to see this game. That's all I'm going to say. I have been without internet for 10 hours. I had to go out in the rain and find a place in town that would show the game that had even any sort of function. You are recording on your end tonight. I am I am oh. on one I'm on one bar cellular. So I apologize to people if the connection is below par relative but this is too big a game for us not to podcast and try to fight through it uh the warriors are nine and one and sources tell me uh a certain host may have won an internet bet with the nine and one start this was uh this was a championship game apparently this was supposed this was a game that according to the timeline damn near like the nba final sam and you know what you know what? I'm not even going to talk about the game right now. I'm going to bring on a special guest. I'm going to bring on the special guest. Let's kick this off the right way. Can you hear us? Can you speak? Are you ready? I, I am. I am here. Uh-oh. Can you hear me? Oh, oh, you are alive. You're alive. I'm, su- I'm surprised you're alive with the with the Jordan Pool picture. Wow. That this is this is some. Uh, this is an attempt at kind of endearing yourself to the fan base. I I, I respect it while also be having a bunch of disdain for it. <laughs> you have disdain for it. Why? Because it's working. That, you have a slight I'm, 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 I'm not. I'm not a fan of the pandering. But yes, what's up? <laughs> well, first and foremost, the Jordan Pool photo became my avi because it was just in my mentions all the time. It was like Jordan Poole sliding in. Warriors are at, you know, one and zero, two and zero, three and zero. So along this the way, I've seen that Jordan Poole photo a lot. Uh, and you know what? That's kind of the face and the feeling I, I have. You know, wasn't it fitting for Steph to go just nuclear, too, on game 10? We, uh, yeah. by the way, by the way, this is friend of the show. Trista Crick, uh, by the way. So she's, she's joining in after the uh, 
the uh, hectic last couple of, uh, last couple of days that she's had. I mean, this is this is what we're built here to do. I honestly, Tristan, by the way, I didn't actually know that you saw that tweet until you actually posted, it. and I was like, oh, this is funny because I kind of threw it out there, kind of willy nilly, and then and then the games keep going. Yeah. All of a sudden, I'm a fucking willy genius. And, and I mean, I, I mean, I can't, <laughs> I can't complain. By the way, I also saw that you tweeted that Warriors fans were the best at NBA. I mean, you talk about pandering, Sam. I mean, come on. She's not even shameless. Yeah. Completely shameless. What I what I need to know what I need to know from Trista is at what point did she realize? Uh oh, gonna have to walk <laughs> this one back. Was it was it was it like five five and one six and one? Like <laughs> what what are we talking about? Was it opening that against the Lakers? It was shot. I think it was. Sh- no, because the the Lakers we've known are pretty fraudulent as a team. <laughs> there we go. Uh, yeah, we've more known pandering. that. Um, we've known that, but I think the Clipper win was a little, uh oh, but also t- a tough win. And and then really the nail was in the coffin against Charlotte. That was the nail in the coffin where I was like, yeah, I don't know that the math here is gonna. <laughs> that's, that's, when re- that's when you realize the numbers weren't in your favor anymore. The math <laughs> does not appear. I was holding up ho- out hope for eight and two. Uh, tonight, big, big Trey Young performance and the third quarter Warriors just can't stop, won't stop. I don't think I saw Atlanta Hawks score a bucket in the third quarter. <laughs> like I don't, I was looking intently for a bucket and I did not see one. I, uh, I, I did hear that Steph saw the tweets and decided to go out there and drop 50. Uh, another friend of the show, Brian Barr told us that he indeed did do this for me. So just it's not your fault. I, is I, that I, I true? Cannot, I'm like, is that you know, true? Half joking. Not me. Did you not? Did you not hear him yell? Not tonight, Trista. When he when he threw that alley oop to Damian Lee. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> not I'd love that. I'd love Karis to go, go on and ask him in the post game, like, hey. Did you see that annoying girl on TikTok that's always talking shit about everyone? Uh, did you see that TikTok she had about you guys not going nine and one? Uh, and did Andy Lou save oh, yeah. the dynasty? Did Andy Lou is this the seventy three and nine Warriors? Like, are we watching that? As oh yeah, I mean the the, ti- the timeline fucking hates you. I don't even know how you deal with it. It's 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 amazing. I, I don't know how you laugh through it. It's uh. It's some it's special stuff. It's uh it's thick skin. If uh if uh if some of the Warriors coaches had this type of thick skin, you know, they they would have been they would have won more games last season. Who knows? It's, it's, it's... Yeah, if they were chasing wins, then maybe they would have gotten those wins. <laughs> <laughs> Silly me for thinking that if the roster only barely changes, that the outcome will change significantly. And it appears that Andre Iguodala is he was. He was basically cryogenically freezing himself in Miami, uh, whatever the opposite of a cryogenic freezer is, <laughs> and was just basically playing possum for two years. He looks very fresh. Let's just say that. He's uh, him and LeBron are on the good stuff. I'll tell you that. I, I, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. I'm like, what is going on? No. No, no, Bazemore, no, no, Ubre. You know, Ubre thinking he's the second coming of Kevin Durant, losing him really helped out the team. And Wiseman, of course, has not come back to sabotage the squad yet. So relax, relax on the Wiseman <laughs> stuff. We don't, we don't we don't slander people who can't drink legally. 
on this. I'm just on joking. Show. I'm, just joking. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember more receipts. We remember the the Dame stuff. We've been on your pod a few times. The Damon stuff stuff. We don't forget that. Uh, but this is a good night for Warriors fans. Uh, just uh, I, I feel like delusional is a is a good way to put it. But delusional also uh, is what happens when you've got three titles uh, in a dynasty. I mean, it feels great. Yeah, it's like the epitome of trust the process, right? Like you literally, when you have three titles, you have to just believe that Joe Lacob and Bob Myers are light years ahead of the rest of the league, regardless of, you know, being in the lottery, worst team in the NBA, missing the playoffs. <laughs> hey, so, hey, so. hey, at least this at least this process hasn't led to an ugly mental health dispute. So, you know, that's one, true. One, that's one, true. One, or a GM or a GM being fired for a hostile work environment, which is what's happening in my neck of the woods. <laughs> so oh, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> by the way, also in Philly, but yeah. <laughs> Also, also in Philly, two things that are Philly and Portland related. No, I think that the Warriors fan base is actually my favorite fan base because they they are allowing me to have fun with this where Philly actually just will not. They will not give it up. They will not admit they will not play around. They are very they're very cantankerous human beings. I mean, it is, though, Philadelphia, which is maybe the worst city in America. So. Uh, hard to be happy when you're living in Philly. Yeah. Uh, well, enough about Philly. <laughs> they can go. They can go whine about their own team on another show. Exactly. No. Ex- exactly. Exactly. So yeah. No. Uh, it appears that I was wrong. Honestly, nine and one. It happened. The the nine and one is done. It is sealed in history. Um, I just have to Which, say, you know, you're welcome. We, we thank you here. You, before we get you out of here, we got to ask, which Warrior player do you feel like you owe the largest apology to? Ooh, that's a great question. Is it Gary Payton II? Is it Jordan Poole? Is it Steph Curry? I mean, there, there's so many. Is it Kayvon Looney? Were you not appreciating the screens he's been setting? You know, I think I, I think the largest apology probably goes – to Andre, it's close. It's either Jordan Poole or Andre Iguodala. I legitimately, despite knowing people who are close to Dre, I didn't think he had much left in the tank to be meaningful. That was a lie. And Jordan Poole, you know, he's pretty erratic. He can be very wild, but he's he is he might just mess around and win most improved player. He has been very good. And the, honestly, I think it's really just the whole the whole roster as a whole, you know what I mean? Like they're playing like a team and, you know, there's no, I was looking down outside of Steph going nuclear, just everyone's contributing. So I think it's a collective, I'm sorry. Appreciate it, Trista. Thanks for stopping by. See you guys. Golden State Warriors basketball is finally back and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Warriors tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NBA tickets. TickPick got rid of all the awful service fees that the other ticket sites charge, which lets them guarantee the best price on all of their NBA tickets. If you don't believe it, if you can find better prices for the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will actually give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. I actually did that for the San Francisco Giants game against the LA Dodgers game one, compared it to another site that I usually use. TickPick was actually cheaper. Uh, So there you go. 
But make sure you go to TickPick uh, for all your Warriors tickets games this season. Visit TickPick.com today to save $10 on your first order of Golden State Warriors tickets. Again, it's TickPick.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We appreciate Trista for coming on. I hope you guys all caught that. Um, so I feel like the Atlanta Hawks wanted this game. I feel like let's let's start there. The Hawks are a good team, even if their record is not good. They definitely came out and they they punched the Warriors in the mouth midway through the first quarter and really felt like it was the Hawks game to lose for like a good 20 minutes there. And the way the Warriors responded to that, particularly Steph Curry, I think that was the most impressive thing they've done all season because uh, Lakers, I'm not sure good. The Clippers, they got out big on. And since then, they've played largely teams who – I would say outside of Memphis are not particularly good. Tonight was like the first time they played a team where they felt down against a good team and they coherently came back. And honestly, Steph was just like, yep, it's not happening. You know, we'll play defense and I'll take over on offense. Yeah. I mean, that was one of those, one of those games where Steph is the MVP and he's the best fucking player in the world. Uh, They looked so out of sorts in the first half. I mean, it was one of those games where I thought, Sam, they were just going to get blown out. We've seen this team get blown out before with this core. And sometimes you just see them say, hey, we're done here. We're not, pl- we're, not, we're not defending these guys. We're also not scoring against these guys. It's not like they're a great defense. And uh, Steph said, nah, nah, I'm good, right? He basically said, this is a team that made the Eastern Conference Finals. They're, they're good. Like you said, they have a good offense. They're a good team. And uh, and Steph just laid them to waste. I mean, by the end of the game, it, if you call if you want to compare it to a boxing match, by the end of the game, the team was tapping out. I mean, the Hawks. Kevin Herter was so scared out on the floor at the end of the game. Trey Young looked he looked like he was twenty three years old by the end of the game. This Hawks team looked like they did not deserve to be on the same floor as these guys. And isn't I mean, Sam? That's the thing I want to say. Isn't this? Doesn't that remind you of twenty fourteen fifteen? Doesn't that remind you of seventy three and nine? It does. It does. That's, that's the thing that's wild to me. It's like uh, they've had that vibe going all year. 
and part of me has been measured, like, come on, they don't have that kind of talent. But they might not need that kind of talent when you have Steph Curry at 33 as like the sage veteran who, I mean, let's be real. Steph is a lot better than he was in 2015. And then guys like Draymond Nigadala, like the only thing that are stopping them from playing at that level is if they're physically off, right? And they're currently in amazing shape and they don't look hurt and all those things matter. Draymond is playing phenomenal basketball. Iguodala, honestly, I thought Andre would be really good for this team. I didn't think Andre would go 2015 on this team. And, <laughs> and, and, like, and that's really what it comes down to. If those three guys are healthy and playing at this level, yeah, yeah, like some nights it's Damian Lee, some nights it's Gary Payton the second, some nights it's Jordan Poole. Tonight, actually, I'd say all three of them made like significant contributions. Some nights it's Wiggins, doesn't matter. Some nights it's Bielita. Like as when you have guys the guys that talented playing at that level, like they can fill in around them. Now, now I want to also note, I mean, that first half defensively they were shredded, but they came out in the second half and Andrew Wiggins had some huge plays. Um, against against Trey Young there to start the third quarter that that really told you hey they're not going to get pushed around the second half and that to me showed that this team they're the number one defense in the NBA and they played some bad teams so far but they're still the number one defense in the NBA they showed me that they can they can defend in that playoff setting because the Hawks are a playoff team and uh, that's what you're looking to see out of this team before Clay Thompson comes back because once Clay comes back and he can play six months he's going to give you high level defense if the rest of the team can do the same thing. Yeah, they're playing Gary Payton, who's an excellent defender. Uh, he was good on Trey Young after getting torched in the first half. Wontescano Anderson, after struggling the first few games of the season, has been very good. Hit a couple huge threes uh, there at the end. Um, oh, God. Him. By the way, I want to say yeah. for him, he, if, as long as he hits shots, because if he hits shots, I think everything falls in line for him. It's mm. that simple. Yep. But yeah, no, I agree with you. I actually think it's more meaningful that this team went down 15 points because we haven't actually seen them have one of those games where someone, you know, quote unquote, punches them in the mouth. Like they haven't actually mm-hmm. felt a game where an opposing team is like, I'm going to control this and you can't do anything about it for 10 to 15 minutes. And watching them respond to it, like that meant more in terms of how I feel about this team than any yep. of the last eight games. Yep. And, and here's another thing that I, that's, that's the playoff stuff that, you don't see a lot of guys half last season. I keep saying this every podcast, but we saw the Warriors teams last season when they had to go through diver- uh, diversity, geez, uh, where they had to go through tough times. Uh, we saw Kel- Kelly Oubre. We saw Ken Bazemore. We saw those <laughs> We saw those guys. And they, you know, they were playing hard. It's not that they didn't play hard, but they were not playing smart. And they were a team that would make right. mistakes all day, and they wouldn't correct them. That's the thing. We watched 80 games. Of them, 70-plus games of them make the same mistakes repeatedly. And this team, this team this season, reminds you of that old team where they'll make mistakes for a half, Sam. But in that third quarter, like the Warriors they used adjust. to do. In that, yep, in that third quarter, they adjust. And they blow the Hawks the fuck out, right? And that's what we're used to seeing from the Warriors when they were a championship-level team. One more thing I want to point out. Steve Kerr, did you see him? He benched, not benched. He put stuff on the bench for two minutes in the third quarter. I think it's great. I think it looks great because I think it gives Steph more more um, more legs, more conditioning. Steph's 33. He's still in great shape, but if you give him two minutes of rest in the middle of the quarter, it gives him better energy to close the quarter 
and essentially blow him out at the beginning of the fourth. I thought it was an incredible sub, Sam. I, I don't know how you feel, but I thought stuff like that is like pure peak Steve Point oh. Not only do I look great tonight because of the tweet, but also everything that we've said about the coaching staff and what they should do. They look great. They're listening to the pod. They're listening to the pod. We know that. Bruce, Bruce Frazier is taking notes from the pod and bringing it to the coaches. Um, <laughs> no, what I was going to say is I like, I like that. I like that Steph's adjusting to it because like, we know Steph doesn't like it. We know Steph wants to play 12 minutes in a row and like float and feel his way through the game. And I think the one thing that really helps when you pull Steph out and it's more of like four minute bursts instead of, you know, like 12 minute bursts is it forces him to play with more urgency. It forces him to come in the game and like, be like, no bro, right. Ball, my hands force instead of like, I don't want to be critical of Steph, but like if there is one criticism of him is like the dude can float out of the game for way too long for a player of his caliber. Right. And I think that is something that the quick subs and getting a couple minutes here, it forces him to really assert himself into the game when he comes into it in a way that he hasn't had to do in the past. And ultimately anytime Steph has to assert himself into the game, it's good. Like the, in general, most of the Warriors problems go away if Steph is just aggressive. Yeah, I was going to. Yeah. I mean, like we talk about this game, the defense and all that, but at the end of the day, you know what the Hawks are rattled by? The same dude that we saw the Denver Nuggets rattled by. Right. We watched that team get shook and torn. Right. (laughs) Repeatedly. The Cavs, the Rockets, the Thunder. I mean, you name it, every single team in the NBA for years. You know what? You know what would happen? It wasn't KD. It wasn't Clay. It wasn't Draymond. Those guys were demotivated and they were the ones that were shook when it's Steph Curry coming at you and he's about to go for 30 in like 20 minutes because he can. And then the game is over. Steph's 30 points hits way more different than the other guy's 30 points. There's just, I tweeted this at the end of the game. There's just another, there's never going to be another score like this guy. 50 points and 28 shots, Sam, uh, and nine for 19 from the free throw line. And it's not like he shot 30 fucking free throws or foul baiting, right? We watched a lot of these guys in the NBA this year, Dame, Harden, all these guys where they're just not able to score anymore because of the, the rules. And you watch Steph and he's better. He's better despite the fact that they're not calling fouls. How crazy is that? Yeah, it's and, and you know why it is. It's because you've played basketball. There's nothing more frustrating than the dude who hits a shot over you playing good defense. And Steph does that at a higher clip than anyone in the NBA maybe ever. And it's just the most frustrating thing ever because it's like, you know, when Katie hits a, a 15-footer, like it feels inevitable. When you get up on Steph, and he's still like, it doesn't matter. I'm going to do whatever I feel like it. It hurt. It demoralizes you a lot more. It has a different psychological effect. That's all I'm going to say. It like it, me- it, it messes it with yeah. you in a different way. All right, so we get to the goons? Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll get to the goons. We'll, we'll never see someone like Steph. We'll, we'll never see someone like Steph ever again. Uh, the closest to you it is, actually, you know. You can, yeah. I was going to say, you can even see guys like Trey Young trying to do that, where they like, try to take the hero ball shots to try to like prove that they can demoralize you that way. But it just doesn't have the same effect as someone can, who's done can we talk, 10 years on you like that. Can we talk about that for a second? Actually, it's a great point. Cause 
I'm watching Trey Young, and he, he came out to, he came out of college, and he was kind of a comparison yeah. for Steph. Now nowadays, everybody's compared to Steph, but back then he was kind of the first guy. And you watch him play, and you're like, you can see the Steph stuff. He can shoot the three off the dribble, but that's really about it. They play a game where I'm gonna be honest, Trey Young plays a boring basketball game. Like he doesn't play something where yeah. kids around the world uh, are saying like, "I want to be Steph Curry." You know, like how Kobe played a game where people are like, "Kobe, when you shoot it in the you shoot." in the trash can like Steph plays a type of game that'll resonate forever like Trey Young is not like that at all he's more mechanical he's a little bit of a foul baiter actually he's a lot of bit of a foul baiter uh and he's just he doesn't have he doesn't play with that same type of um panache <laughs> I don't know what I don't know how to say it it's just it's just something I, Steph has some type of flair that none of these guys ever have none of these guys will ever have um and I think maybe the closest offensively that we've ever seen to that is who Sam I don't know You've watched Jordan play. Maybe that's a guy out. Like I, I just in my twenty years of watching hoops, I just, you've never seen anything like it. Just that type of scoring and fun and entertainment. I just nothing, nothing, nobody. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, let's get some speakers on. Um, great game tonight. Let's get. Uh, I'm gonna go by order of who who clocked in. I think Mike Mikas. Oh, I mean, geez, I am praying that this works. Let's keep it moving. I'm sorry. I just I just saw Anthony Davis airball a go ahead three for the Lakers, and then they fouled Lamelo on the rebound. So I think the Lakers are about to be down with one second left. I mean, they were up. They were up so big. I mean, the night's getting better and better. That was incredible. Ah, uh, wow. Fuck the Lakers. Um, hey, Disney. I guess my question hey, Disney. Is, yeah, A. Disney. A. Disney. Um, fucking the man of man of glass. Uh, the glass man, but whatever. Uh, great game. A lot of fun. I only caught the second half. Uh, it was awesome. I guess my question is, who do we like more? Because last year, JTA became kind of a fan favorite. Like, really, uh, every time he came on the floor, loved him. But I think I'm loving this GP2 emergence as, like, Kind of a big fan favorite. Are we enjoying the current GP2 run more or 2020 JTA in a year where there was a lot of low IQ dumb players? It felt like he was always a bright spot. But GP2 (laughs) seems like a bright spot every time he's on the floor. Which one are we taking as a a fan base? I I, I think the story from – I think both guys have a great story. The JTA story might be better. Uh, just I think because he – I mean, both guys are older guys that had to fight their way to get an NBA, uh, right? And so I think, like, part of that is, yeah. is part of the great story. They, all, they both have Oakland ties. But, you know, I, I think the GP2 stuff story has a chance to be better. Right now, I really enjoy the JTA one um, just because he was on the team multiple times. He was playing in pro-am games. Like, my friends remember watching him at Kizar, uh cooking for, like, 30 points. So he really came out from, from really being no one. But GP2 – uh, he might be a better player. Uh, he might just end up being much, much better. For, like he might be playing playoff minutes on a team that that could win a championship. And uh, I, I don't know if JTA is that guy. Either way, though, what what a find by uh, by Kirk like up in the front office. Just incredible move. <laughs> the bench has been so much fun to watch this year. It's uh, just grateful that we get to watch a, a bench not full of idiots again. Uh, Lakers Hornets going into OT. Let's all pray for a fucking Lakers loss. Go Dubs, go boys. <laughs> Nine and one. 
Andy Lou saving the dynasty. Have a good one, guys. <laughs> I appreciate you, brother. Oh, man. All right. Let me see if I can do next one here. Let's get uh, let's get OZ on. It's been a while since, I have, since I've heard from OZ. What's up, guys? Taking like half of the listener, option zero. Can you hear me, brother? What's up, man? No, I've been uh, taking a more baseball approach where you just check in every week instead of watching every single game and like tweeting a million times about it because it just it's too much energy, man. I'm too old for this shit. Right. right. But no, that's fair. It's, it's almost like a decade since Steph has been doing this. And in the beginning, we thought we understood. Oh, he just shoots from three, really, really, really deep, and that's that's how it's spacing. It's all about spacing. But I don't think all the spacing stats and all that shit fully measures the effect that Steph has and that what separates him from the Kyries and the Dames and the Trays is the energy, man, because he brings chaos. And I know Fitz has all these different mannerisms for explaining it, but really, man, he just makes other teams nervous. And if you look at the teams that had gave us the most trouble, 2015 LeBron, KD, Kawhi, they were not rattled by Steph running around and like hitting a couple shots in a row and, and pump faking and making making all these right. cra- crazy plays. They just played through it. But teams like right now, they do not know how to keep up with Steph doing crazy shit because they try to keep up with them. So even on even on defense, we get an advantage because they feel like they need to keep up with Steph and be perfect. And as a result, every pass is off by a little bit. Every shot is off by just uh, it's rushed a little bit. And then, you know, that just creates more energy for our, our team, even though we don't necessarily have like really, really, really great defenders at every single spot all the time. They just hustle and Steph makes right. everyone else on the other right. team more nervous. And that's like, it's like half a step in football can get you like a big, a big advantage here, man. Steph just puts everyone on their back foot all the time and you're done. Cause God, this this is the, the happiest I've heard you, OZ. This is the happiest I've heard you in years. I, w- I want to hear your thoughts overall on the season. Which what you got for us overall on the season? It's been like preseason because we've been like beating shit out of teams that have what? No Zion, no Ingram. Right. Like, what the fuck is this? But this was a game I wanted to watch because they had actual talent. And, and then first, I think it does two things, right? Number one, Steph is Steph. We've been saying this for how how long? Like, this is why you win now because Steph is Steph. And you can't ever let something this special go. And if you do, you don't appreciate him. And number two, the first half shows why you need another shot creator because nobody besides Steph was stepping up. And you kind of could use like a six foot 10, you know, second in the deep way voting kind of guy. If, 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 if his head's on right, (laughs) you could probably use a guy like that when they're posting up Gallo and, you know, even two way wigs can't stop him. Um, you might, you might want another, (laughs) another defender, but no, I'm happy because. Steph's reminding everybody, hey, um, yeah, those other dudes, they can't do what I do. And I think, like, we, we don't understand. We, we have not created the tools to measure how good Steph is. I know Haberstroh was saying in 2013, Steph should shoot 10 threes, and we thought he was crazy. Right? Do you remember that? I remember yeah. watching, like, the low post pod, and Zach Lowe yeah. was like, are you yeah. sure he should take 10 threes? Now it's like, if he doesn't take 10 threes, like, what the fuck are you doing? So I think even like years from now, we will still not be able to understand the psychological impact that Steph has just by running around so hard, even when he doesn't have the ball. All five, def- okay, you cannot defend Steph unless all five defenders are on the same page and like willing to put in the work. And in the regular season, and especially these days with like the way teams are put together, they cannot keep up with Steph. And he's been doing this for years. He will run harder. Than everyone else, he has the ball or not, 
he will just keep cutting and he'll give it up yeah. and get it back. And I don't see Dame or Kyrie or Russ or Trey doing that consistently all the time, every game, no matter what. And that's what, when, when he runs, everybody else runs. And I think the game turned, I'm, I'm going to go micro. The game turned because we pushed the pace even after made buckets. And dude, this Atlanta defense does not rotate weak side like quick enough, even against like a semi transition where we don't really have numbers, but we're just like still moving a little bit faster than that. And they're not really quite set yet. Yeah. I mean, Jim Barnett said yeah. even, even semi transition, why not try? You push and see what you get. If you don't like it, then you back it out. But with Steph, yep. push the ball, push the ball. So that, that's what I got. I mean, pace, right. p- pace tonight and Steph overall just being Steph. So that's all. Like, Steph better, right? Shit. And who's Christian <laughs> Kick? Who is this person? I don't know who this person is. <laughs> I've been uh, oh, yeah. I haven't been reading. I didn't read it. I, did, I, I, missed, I completely missed it. People are trying to fill me in. So please, like, like send me like, a DM and explain what the hell happened. Because what the fuck happened? <laughs> I'll, I'll explain what happened here. Hold on. Okay. Uh, Let me know later. I'll, I'll, I'll take on. it off the man. All right. Ozzy, Ozzy uh, thanks, thanks for jumping in. Uh, I, I love Ozzy. Um, yeah, you know, just me throwing out tweets as we started at the beginning of the podcast about the Warriors. Look, Sam and I were on, high on the Warriors coming into the season, and, and, and we looked at the early season schedule, and I was higher on them than Sam just because I was trying to have some fun on Twitter. Said they go 9-1. People thought I was crazy. People thought Lightyear's podcast was crazy last season when we said that team wasn't good enough to win. They needed smarter players. Uh, you needed to coach Wiseman. Anyway, it goes back to, you know, uh, we aren't afraid to critique the uh, the players and the coaching staff if need be. But look, the team this season looks incredible. I think what OZ was saying uh, uh, is very, very – we're never going to understand the impact. We haven't created a stat to recognize the impact that Steph on the game yet. I, I, that's such a great way to put it. I, I, I believe that so much is we still don't know how good is. We still don't. The fact that people compare him to just normal point guards of the NBA today shows you that people have no idea how to, how to, how to calibrate how great Steph is. All right, let's get some more people on. I, my reception is really killing me. Goodness. Let's get some new people on. All right. Hey, Shane. Hey, how's it going? See if you can. Uh, there you go. What's up, brother? Can you hear me? Yep. Hey, um, yeah, I was just thinking big picture, just looking at this season so far. I just can't not see how much fucking fun that everyone is having. And I think that it's just been cool to see, like, you look at, like, the Popovich Spurs or, like, the Phil Jackson Bulls and Lakers, and they kind of take on the the characteristic of their best player. And, like, the Warriors are just having so much fun. So I think it's just been so cool to see that Kerr and the coaching staff, like, left Steph in to get 50 tonight. Let the crowd go crazy. And I just, I'm just excited for this season. I don't know if they've had this much fun yet. Um, so it's just going to be a fun rest of the year. I, I agree. I mean, this is a team that I, I did it look like they were having fun as much last season. I mean, they had fun last season, but it all kind of starts with Steph. And you saw Steph with frustration uh, enough times last season. Remember the time that he was kind of yelling at those guys when they were down 40 in LA? And that's, that's kind of what we're not seeing this season, right? All right, let's go. All right, let's see who's up next. We got Mason. All right, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Mason. Yo, what's going on, Andy? There we go. What's up, brother? What you got for us? So, so uh, <laughs> we're on the Steph train tonight, so might as well keep it going. Um, I mean, honestly, I, you guys hit on this earlier, but I think Steph is very obviously playing the best basketball of his life, which is honestly saying something, seeing as he's the one unanimous MVP. But, I mean, you – 
you can talk about his scoring and like you were talking about earlier with his, he may be the greatest scorer ever. And this season, his defense has taken it to another level, in my opinion, just seeing his individual defensive ability this season, I think he's taken a step up. So I just want to know, how do you, how do you think Steph currently ranks all time? And how do you think he may be able to end if he keeps trending up, like he seems to be able to do at his age? Oh, okay. All right. Thanks for calling Mason. Um, all right. We got a Steph all time question. That's uh, a, that's a good one. I, I think with Steph all time, I know a lot of people have him in the top 10. I, I probably have him in that 20 range in terms of impact and what he's done so far in the league. There's he's pretty unparalleled um, in terms of what he's done. Three championships, two MVPs, one unanimous, the only unanimous, by the way, uh, if if this keeps up, not that he scores fifty every night, but if the Warriors end up with a one-two-three seed, he's MVP. I mean, we're not. Let's not joke. Let's not kid ourselves. He, he's the MVP of the league if if uh, if this keeps up. So, all time, I think he needs two more titles to be squarely in the top five, um, or at least one more title, and he's in the top five. Because think about it this way: he's won a title with him as the leader of the team. He's won the tight two more titles by uh, bringing KD on and those two guys leading the team winning three in five years. They got a little bit unlucky with, they should, probably should have at least four, maybe even five titles, but injuries kind of did him in. But if they can win another title with him on the, in the middle of his thirties, leading the team, right. With, with Clay Thompson coming back from injury and Draymond Green, pretty much being a one way type of player. I mean, he's in the top five of all time. I, look, I never watched Bill Russell play. I don't care. Like there is no one that has this type of impact offensively and like mason is saying he's amazing defensively now as well and he's for, for a guy that quote-unquote people think are terrible this defense is certainly in the top five a lot the last five six seven years so um it doesn't it doesn't get any better than this let's go mj let's see if we can what's up mj mj hi what do y'all think of steph tonight <laughs> what do you think about steph tonight it was pretty fantastic yeah I mean, I haven't seen him for so long. Like being this great, he has been playing with restriction minutes lately because of the W's after third quarters. And then, yeah. And also pretty shouts you for the 91 prediction before the season started. <laughs> yeah, I think, uh, yeah. Thanks for calling MJ. By the way, sh- shout out to, uh, shout out, shout out to the, ch- shout out to Chinese people, by the way. Um, hopefully M- MJ's, uh, MJ's calling him for where he's calling it. Cheers. Um, I, I just there's no words to talk about uh, to talk about it with Steph. I think uh, I think one of the another thing to point out too about this game, the rest of the Western Conference look pretty mediocre. If the Warriors are going to look like this, and Steph is going to look as good as this, like he did, kind of the last season, 2019. I mean, last season in 2019. Ah, shit, I don't want to get too carried away, but. This is really, really, really starting to feel like 2014-15. Um, the, other, the other thing I want to point out with the Jokic-Morris uh, stuff is uh, Morris is notoriously a dirty player, um, and he ran, a, went, ran across the floor in a game that was already over to pretty much hip-check Jokic, which was uncalled for. So, I, look, I find it hard to, to feel bad for the guy. But Jokic, you can't go blindside hit. I mean, blindside just from – it's come on. Come on. Also, Jimmy Butler acting like the tough guy at the end. I mean, if you're going to do all that, why don't you come up on him when it actually happened? But of course, he's not. Jokic is like double his size. All right. Uh, let's get to... Uh, actually, I got all night. I got nothing to do. Um, let's do... Set new names. 
Oh, Elliot, I just had you on, so I'm gonna see if I can try to have you on again, Elliot. Uh, my reception is still hanging by a thread. Yeah, your reception kind of cut out on me last time. Can you hear me? Ah, uh, yeah. There you go. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I was just gonna say like this has kind of been like the most fun I've had for a regular season game since like the fourteen fifteen season. And I was just curious, like, what you think are our realistic title shots for this year? Especially with Clay coming back. We don't know what that's going to look like, but I'm trying not to get my hopes up, but it's kind of hard not to. I Look, 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 realistic title shots. Yeah, it's, it's a good question. I mean, just you talk about the rest of the league right now. I I saw, I watched the uh, some of the football games this weekend, and I'm just watching the games, and I'm sitting here, and it's like, does anybody want to win the fucking football? Does anybody want to win the, the Super Bowl this season? Is Tom Brady going to waltz to his eighth? Right, it kind of fused that way about the NBA right now. It's a long season; it's only been ten games. They're nine and one, <laughs> but uh, I it's just I watched the I watched the Nets tonight, and uh, James Harden looks like someone that I don't know. Did he fucking spend his whole summer at Hustle Prime Rib? I mean, he looks out of shape. He doesn't look like he can move. He's as someone that I don't know if he works hard or not, but he comes in the season fat all the time, and this is kind of what you're dealing with. They go up against a Bulls team that's kind of upstart, and they get blown out in the fourth quarter. KD could do all he wants, but shit, man, if, you're, if Harden's not going to play well, and then you got the Bucks, who's kind of exhausted. They're kind of going through their own stuff, and, and, and that's about it for the Eastern Conference that I would say has a chance against the Warriors. You could throw the heat in there a little bit. I don't think they have enough offense. I th- think the Warriors have a logistic, realistic shot. It, it, does, it does hinge on Clay's health. If Clay's going to come back and he's going to be a shell of himself, I, it's going to be a hard path forward. But if Clay comes back and by March he looks like of what he did in 2019, yeah. I mean, should be in the NBA Finals, Western Conference Finals at least. Lakers won, that's unfortunate. Uh, Let's get some positivity here. Let's get McWalter on. I'm going to try to see if I can get through to everyone. Maybe I'll just throw a two-hour podcast. Yo, what's up? What's up, brother? Hey, man. This is is great despite all the power issues and whatnot. Um, Just what what a way. I heard that everybody's internet is going down, so not just me. It's all right. You know, what a win. I, I just want to shout out to the Discord and all the haters in the first half. You know, you guys are fools. You know, you can never be down in the, and worried about an NBA game unless you're down by more than minutes left. It's a cardinal rule. Come on. And we got freaking Steph on the team. He always blows up in the third. And the Hawks are fucking frauds. They're fucking cunts. They're no good. We saw them. They're, they're awful. They beat oh, a weak-ass okay. Knicks team in the playoffs. They beat a cowardly Philly team in the playoffs, Trista. And like, and then they lost to a team that didn't even have Giannis for half the games. Like, are they really that good? No. They're like the Jazz. They're on my fraud list. Wow. Right. I ain't worried about them. And, yeah, and we're so I hear you. I, I had to uh, I had to kick uh, kick John out there. I love I appreciate you, Big Walter, but uh, we got to watch the language. Uh, just I mean, we just got to. A um, uh, little out of bounds there. So um, I appreciate you, brother, but uh, we, we we can't do that. So um, let's move on to the next speaker. We got a bunch of names. Oh, we finally get a girl. All right, Daniela. Hi, Hopefully hello. We here. There we go. What's up? Hi, Andy Lou. Long time uh, listener, first time caller. <laughs> can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you loud and clear. What's up? Appreciate you. Okay, so... I apologize if someone already asked this because I popped out for a sec. But now that your prediction 9-1 has been fulfilled, what is the new prediction? That's my question. Ooh, I got to go prophecy twice. Um, You know what? I think the Warriors get to the Western Conference Finals. That's my next prediction. 
I, I think this team, just looking at the rest of the league and looking the way that they're playing defense, because with the offense, you always think that if Steph's on the team, they're going to be good enough to win a title. But this defense is is getting to a point where you can't you, – you kind of – if you look at them play Draymond, Andre Godala, Juan Toscano Anderson, and Gary Payton, you can see a top five defense out there. And uh, even Kevon Looney, actually. <laughs> Kevon Looney, actually, after the first quarter, looked incredible in the second half. And that that's – if you look at that, and this defense has always been the core of this team, even during the Splash Brothers years, if they can get this defense to top five, they're going to be in the Western Conference Finals. I'm going to agree. I agree. Right. I hope it happens. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Daniela. Um, it's good to uh, – good to uh, – Get some uh, get some woman on here. Get some new uh, get some new people on here. All right, who else do we have? Luke. All right, let's get Luke on. I do think Western Conference Finals. I really do. Just the Suns looked mediocre. The uh, the Denver Nuggets. Jamal Murray's out. Kawhi Leonard's out. Looked like a shell of himself. So I just the path is there for the Warriors. This team to make the Western Conference Finals. What's up, Luke? What's up, brother? What's up, man? Uh, we do long time listener, yeah. first time caller. Uh, I'm from Cincinnati, so all my friends yeah. are LeBron fans, and uh, <laughs> it's been it's been a tough ride. But man, I'm riding high. Um, I was just thinking about the bench and how we're like literally just resting our old player, our our veteran players, and just in the right moments. Like we had Iguodala rest the game, come in, be great. Then we had Porter or not, yeah, Otto step out. And we just play him when we need to. And it's just like this roster is just insane. Yeah. Look, I, I think one of the things, by the way, uh, thanks, Luke, for uh, for calling in. Also, shout out Joe Burrow. He's doing great for my fantasy team this year. Jamar Chase, amazing. All right, let's do a, let's do a last one and uh, and let's uh, let's get out of here. Shick. It's been on for a while. Shick, last one. Send us out. Hey, can you hear me? Send us out, brother. What's up, man? Hey. Yeah, so uh, good game. Wiggins clocked in, did his uh, usual nine to five business, stepped to this thing, <laughs> pulled at his. Uh, well, he did this thing in the third quarter. I guess he's kind of mediocre, mediocre otherwise, but get to see him step up when you need him. Uh, but I want to give a shout out to Draymond. His effort and intensity, uh, along with Iguodala, has just been so remarkable this season. I mean, he's so dialed in. Um, and you can tell everyone, everyone feeds off of Steph and his joy, but defensively, which is where this team is making its hay right now, it's all Draymond stuff. Hope he keeps it up. Hope he stays healthy. Low, uh, low Schick with the Draymond love. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's been the best defensive player in the NBA so far. All right, guys. Um, we are we are out of here. I appreciate everyone jumping on. The Warriors are 9-1. Look, I fucking called it. Enjoy. All right, guys. Mm-hmm.